welcome to Writer Spark, the podcast with tips and tricks about fiction writing. I'm your host, Melissa Bourbon, national bestselling author, developmental fiction editor, writing coach and instructor, and founder of Writer Spark Academy. Wherever you are on your writing path, Writer Spark has tips, tricks, and lessons for fiction writers. If you enjoy the Writer Spark podcast, please like and subscribe. It helps others to find our content. I really appreciate it. Today, we are talking about turning points, which are essential to good writing. So let's jump right in. Whether you are a plotter or a pantser, understanding certain components of storytelling will help you create a more engaging story, which keeps readers turning the pages. Today, we're going to talk about one of those key components, turning points. The simplistic explanation of a turning point is that something in the story changes. While that is true, turning points in great storytelling have layers of insight built into them with each turning point taking the reader on an emotional journey right alongside the protagonist. To really understand the power of turning points, we need to look at scene. Every scene exists both by itself and as a part of a greater whole. Generally speaking, a scene is confined to a specific setting, location, period, duration, and character emotion. And a scene contains conflict, which propels the plot forward. That conflict represents change for your character. It's all about goal, motivation, conflict, and disaster. Every single scene needs those four elements. Again, goal, motivation, conflict, and disaster. So within a scene, the point of view character has what's called a scene objective or their goal. What is it that they want to achieve by the end of that scene? This is based on some definable reason or motivation. The scene goal or the scene objective has to have a reason behind it. The protagonist needs to want it for some specific reason in you the author, the architect of your story, you need to know what that reason is. And then within the scene, there is some obstacle to the attainment of that goal. And that is the conflict. Usually that's in the form of the antagonist or some connection to the antagonist putting up some sort of roadblock. Whatever turning points and pinch points exist, they need to be related to the core plot and or to a significant subplot. The result in that scene is that there is an action or an unanticipated reaction that takes the protagonist in a new direction, and that is the disaster, which then sets up the next scene objective or goal. So goal, motivation, conflict, and disaster. These are the key elements of every single scene. The point of each scene is that it causes change. If it doesn't do that, if it doesn't cause change or lead the character, the point of view character, to have some sort of a reaction that results in a new scene goal, then it's a flat scene and it really doesn't belong in the story. Every scene must propel the plot forward. The change within a scene can be minor, moderate, or major. These are the turning points in your story. They're built into the scenes and each serves a specific purpose. Each builds insight for the point of view character characters or they develop character growth because they're based on the character's choices and every choice leads to some little bit of insight that helps build that character growth. 
that helps lead your protagonist on their hero's journey, taking them from where they were at the ordinary world to who they are at the end, returning with the elixir to become master of two worlds. Whatever choice your protagonist makes when faced with a decision, they must act in a way that is consistent with who they are and with what their goals are. So your protagonist is not going to decide to do something that goes against the core of who they are, just as the antagonist is not going to make a choice that goes against what their goals are. Can you imagine the Joker, for example, when faced with tormenting Batman or deciding to go home and go to sleep early, I'm obviously he's going to go and torment Batman. That's the logical choice given his goals and given his character. So you always make sure that your characters, protagonists and antagonists alike, act in ways that are consistent with their overarching goals and their character, who they are inside. The opposing goals are in direct conflict, the goal of the protagonist and the goal of the antagonist. This is what creates the push and pull between these two forces. This is what continues to propel the plot forward. The antagonist actions in Act 2 create what are called pinch points. These are, in a nutshell, reminders to the protagonist about the inherent conflict the antagonist brings to the party. The inherent conflict the protagonist faces because of the antagonist. It's the antagonist reminding the protagonist of his or her existence. And we're going to talk more about pinch points next week, but I'll give you an overview here in a, in a minute, which will hopefully lay the foundation. All right, back to turning points though. The major turning points in a story are also called reversals. A reversal is a significant change that takes a character from a positive place to a negative place or from a negative place to a positive place. It's an extreme change that alters the course the protagonist is on. It shakes the foundation. Everything is good and then suddenly it's not. It's bad or it's very, very bad. Or everything is bad and suddenly things look good. After the midpoint or the central ordeal, we have a success. We have things going from bad to good, but that's a false good. And on the road back, leading up to the climax, we see another reversal, another major turning point. Every story needs a minimum of three major turning points, two pinch points, and then several smaller turning points. But remember, this is a guideline, not a formula. Once you understand the purpose of turning points and the journey your protagonist is on and the growth that will be realized, you can play around with the conflict and the turning points to fit your story and to make act two robust and truly compelling, making sure the reader is going to keep turning those pages. That's what we want. Think of your book in four unforgettable scenes. First is the inciting incident, also called the call to adventure in the hero's journey. Act one, which is crossing the threshold. Act two, which is the road of trials. And act three, climax, which is the resurrection. So this is not the resolution of the story or the denouement or any of that that's at the very end. 
These are the four major scenes where there are going to be significant turning points. Each of these key scenes end with a significant turning point or reversal, and each has smaller turning points or minor turning points or moderate and pinch points that keep the action strong and the narrative tight. Keep in mind, you can definitely have more than three acts and any number of turning points, depending on the type of story, length of story, and how you want to tell it. Again, all of this that you read on the internet, the books that you buy, the podcasts that you listen to, all of these things are guidelines. They are not hard and fast rules. The bottom line is you have to figure out what works for you and how you tell a story. So much of it can be intuitive, especially if you're a pantser, but you still want to understand the key elements of story structure so that you're internalizing those elements. And as you pants your way through your story, your subconscious is working and you're writing in a way that propels your story forward and keeps the reader turning pages because you understand how that story structure works. Regardless, three acts, five acts, eight acts, your hero is on a journey and there must be character growth, and you must have turning points along the way and reversals because those are the conflicts that keep the reader interested. If they aren't there, if there aren't conflicts, it's kind of a boring story and nobody's going to want to keep reading. So conflict, 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 turning point, turning point, turning point. When you think about turning points, think about them as minor and major also moderate. A minor turning point leads one scene to the next. Disaster at the end of scene A, for example, leads to a new scene goal for scene B. The major turning points occur at specific places in the story and they are reversals. They cause a character to be surprised or caught off guard, to act because of some compelling need or curiosity, to be newly aware and have greater understanding or insight of a situation or of themselves, which is what character growth is, and or to change direction. Let's use the universally understood movie, The Wizard of Oz, to look at some broad examples. The inciting incident in The Wizard of Oz, The Call to Adventure, is Dorothy being swept away by a cyclone. She's caught off guard. That's what's happening during this turning point. In Act 1, Crossing the Threshold, she lands in Munchkinland. She lands on the Wicked Witch of the East, and she gets the ruby slippers. Actually, in the uh, book, they're not ruby slippers. She needs to act in order to get back home. So she is compelled by curiosity and or by need, truly by need, because she's told she needs to get to Oz in order to figure out how to get back home to Kansas. So that's the result of that turning point. Act three, The Road of Trials, which of course is lengthy. This is the longest portion of your story. During The Road of Trials, she makes her way across the Yellow Brick Road along with her allies, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow, and they go towards the Emerald City. The central ordeal is when Dorothy faces the Wicked Witch of the West and expects the wizard to fulfill his promise and send her home once she returns with the broom. This is a false reversal, though. It does happen. Dorothy does defeat the Wicked Witch, but it's a false reward because the wizard, she finds out, does not have the power to send her home. So this is the road back 
during which our hero, Dorothy, discovers that, okay, wait a second, I had this great reward. I faced the central ordeal, but I still haven't won. I still haven't attained my goal. Dorothy's goal is to get back home and defeating the witch doesn't doesn't get her there. So each step of the way, she gains insight. It leads to a greater understanding of her own power and her own inner strength. But again, this is a false reward or a false reversal. This leads to the act three climax or the resurrection in the hero's journey. Dorothy's quest is complete when she realizes that she has the power to get herself back home through those ruby slippers. She summons it and succeeds. She returns home. So it's really an internal climax or resurrection when Dorothy sort of resurrects, becomes the master of two worlds. She's still the girl that she was, but now she's gained this insight about herself. She has changed direction. She's gained maturity and she has summoned up the ability to get herself home, the power that she had inside her all along. She just had to figure out how to believe it and to believe in herself. Within Act 2, there are several turning points besides the major turning points. So major turning point, Dorothy leaves Kansas, ends up in Munchkinland. Now she realizes that she can't get home. So she needs to go to the Emerald City to find the great and powerful laws in in order to return to Kansas. She and her allies face obstacles along the way. The tin man's joints freeze. The trees throw apples. The field of poppies put them to sleep, for example. The wicked witch appearing after Dorothy and her friends have made it to the Emerald City and writing surrender Dorothy in the sky is what's considered a pinch point. So it happens before the midpoint or the central ordeal. Dorothy at this point thinks everything is great. They've made it to the Emerald City. But the Wicked Witch reasserts her power, her presence, by writing in the sky, surrender Dorothy. So we now know this ominous foreshadowing that maybe everything is not quite right. So Dorothy is reminded of the power of the antagonist, which is the point of a pinch point. The flying monkeys is the other pinch point. This is the Wicked Witch asserting her power to attack and capture Dorothy. Her power is reaffirmed. The danger to the protagonist is established. And each of these are also minor reversals. Things are good in Oz, but the witch's presence makes them potentially bad again. Things are hopeful leading up to confronting the witch until Dorothy and Toto are captured, making things bad again. Minor, moderate, and major turning points keep Act 2 in a story robust and compelling. They are the conflicts that cause reversals, or they are the pinch points, which are the antagonists making their presence known, keeping that tension tight. As you write, think about the turning points and the reversals your protagonist will experience. I have an infographic or an image on the website So you can go over there, www.writersparkacademy.com, and go to the blog, look for the turning points post, and you can download the three-act structure, which indicates where those major turning points happen and where the pinch points typically happen. All right, so that is sort of an introduction, an overview of turning points. 
with a little bit of an introduction to pinch points. Again, we're going to talk about pinch points uh, next week in greater depth. Go on over to the website again, to the blog and the turning points post to grab the infographic that gives the timeline with the turning points and the pinch points indicated there. And check out the articles and other things that we have on writersparkacademy.com while you're there. We have online self-paced courses, so definitely take a minute to check those out as well. They are robust courses with tons and tons of crucial information needed for storytelling. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you are like me and like bookish and writerly products, check out the WriterSpark Tea Public Store as well. Please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast. It really makes a difference. It helps other writers and people find us. And if you like YouTube, check us out over on the YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. Come back for more tips and tricks about fiction writing and learn more about our online courses again at www.writersparkacademy.com. I'm Melissa Bourbon, and until next time, happy writing.